Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Help Me Be Me is self-help for people who hate self-help, hosted by me, Sarah May. What I talk about on this show is my personal opinion, and it's not a substitute for professional help. Take what helps and leave the rest. If you're suffering, please call 911 or your local emergency services. Hi friends, this is an episode about turning inward. And the reason I am creating this episode is because it's something I am practicing in my own life. And it's for anyone who wants to grow in the direction of more whole, less needy, less insecure. And I would say growth is a great project to have. And it's one that is lifelong. And it's something we can do incrementally with super tiny but deliberate thought hacks. And I would say just regardless of if you listen to this episode, just make sure you're always giving yourself enough mental space to focus on growth for yourself, like in your capacity, in your compassion, in your maturity, in your just self-love, whatever it is. It's like we have to make room for that to be a discipline, almost like, you know, we're going to school in our off hours for something that benefits us so greatly. So what I'm calling turning inward is something I've been doing lately to really self-examine and rise above my own smallness. And it's a kind of a weird process I'm calling like a turnaround. And specifically when you hate on something in your life or you judge something in your life, you can in that moment turn it around and look at that reaction and kind of study it like it's an object. Because that reaction in you is actually fear and judgment that is also coming at you so it hurts us whenever we have that it hurts us so this is kind of like a reflection episode and after writing it I woke up this morning and I realized it's almost like a simplified version of one of one component of Byron Katie's process in that it's something you use to push past a limiting thought process in your life and in the simplest terms that thing that limits us which is like this this judginess is often invisible and we can't even tell that we're doing it but it's fear and insecurity that's creating it so this episode is really aimed at seeing that perspective in action and teaching ourselves out of it And as I said, it's something I'm working on currently because my goal is to be basically who I was as a kid, free, uninhibited, completely flowing with my creativity. So like no jams in that spigot of creativity. And that really requires I stop stopping myself (laughs) uh, before that authentic expression and creativity can come out. And I think, you know, pervasively, we are taught out of being authentic and creative throughout our lives, through social conditioning, through shaming, 
intentional or not and reinforcements negative reinforcements positive positive reinforcements from parents from culture and so we kind of get trapped in our own bodies and limited by our own judgy inner voices so that's what this is aimed at untraining and so you can just be be you can be more true truly you and I think it also will help the world for us to pervasively try and do this because when we are judgy towards ourselves, we are also closed-minded and judgy towards others. And that is because we, how we treat others is exactly how we treat ourselves, whether we can see that or not. Um, so I will put a link just out of complete respect to Byron Katie. I'm going to put a link to her book or her website in the show notes it is not derived from her book but I just think there's a lot of overlap so if you want to go deeper in this area um, hers is more focused on letting go of baggage and overcoming things that um, pains that keep us trapped but regardless I'm going to put a link in the show notes and this episode has three parts the what the why and the how the tools the what and the why are kind of like (laughs) you know they're a flow so it's less specific what and why but Either way, here we go. Here's the episode. Part one, the what? The process I'm calling turning inward. And I wrote this episode about something super simple. The energy inside creates the outside. So I wanted to start this episode by just inviting you to bring that to mind. Like just do a little scan of your day and ask, what am I putting out into the world? Like what is the energy and intention that I experience and bring to those around me in the world and whatever comes up for you in that response just look at the fact that that however you are approaching others is coming right back into you towards you and I would say just that fact is so powerful in how you interpret every interaction you have with other people like how are you making others feel Like what is your intention for the interaction you have with them? How are you intending for them to feel? Are you giving them compassion and respect? Or are you excluding them from the thought equation altogether? Like are you just not even thinking about other people? I know for myself, it's almost automatic that like I can't even, I don't even notice it, it happens so quickly, that I bring a sense of judgment to other people. And that judging piece is kind of like this inner narrative. It's like a chattering, a nonstop chattering that's always there. And that's why I don't really recognize it a lot. But it kind of puts things, you know, I think we all have that that constant narrator that's putting things in a place, like putting them in a hierarchy, stacking them in piles of like good and bad, better or not better than me. We're, we're constantly organizing information because of the ego. And so that chatter is almost unconscious but it can actually be really harmful to us and our confidence and our self-love. And so that specific thing is what I'm zeroing in on in this episode, becoming conscious in this area and externalizing this process. And you can also see it as like a double-sided coin. Like anything we feel towards others is also something we feel towards ourselves. And the reason to really become conscious and deliberate in that representation and that narrative and that voice is because everyone wins like you win your life and your happiness benefit the world wins but most importantly 
it creates a totally different reality and a totally different world, a totally different experience just via our perception. So, which brings me to part two, why? In this case, why do this? We really need to encourage all flexibility and openness in ourselves and in others. And that is how change can happen. This is how positive, you know, relief from things can happen. This is how we evolve through openness and vulnerability, through allowing things in, trying things on that scare us, looking at things we are resistant to that cause us to experience black and white thinking. And instead, when we can work on that resistance, work on that response as if it were an object, we can actually let go of things, we can forgive ourselves, and we can grow and evolve and change. Like we can let go of any old traumas, baggage, definitions that aren't serving us anymore. It's very powerful and it's effective. And it can happen in really small steps. And this fact is in part why I'm so all about the why. Like I'm very anti-judgment when it comes to ourselves. When we can remain curious, we can move through things. We can process them. We can heal. And when we can handle touchy subjects, we can start to look at them from all angles. And through that process, we can accept our humanity. And a person who can accept their own humanity can accept the humanities humanity of others much better so what we do with less judgment and less black and white thinking when it comes to others and ourselves we can witness for the first time because we are receptive we can see a much bigger version of reality we can see all the variation it's like there's not such a rigid script for what is and when that bigger version of reality opens up it allows us to consider and experience other perspectives. Like it allows us to, instead of react and close down, we can ask questions like, huh, I wonder the reason for that. And best of all, we don't take things personally. And that, that last element translates to growing more confident. So if you lack confidence, I would invite you to Look at any areas of your thinking that involve rigidity and being closed or resistant to other people, the ideas of others. So why would not taking things personally result from being less judgmental? As a practice, being judgmental is a reflection of how we judge ourselves. And black and white thinking and intolerance toward ourselves creates black and white thinking and intolerance towards others. So we may feel like we are very disciplined or like I have a high bar for myself and being disciplined allows me to, you know, achieve greatness, but it's, it's not related. It's not necessary to be good or excellent. You know, you don't have to be judgmental to be good or excellent. To have ultimate appreciation skills and openness translates to a greater greater level of excellence like true excellence is paired with receptivity so if you are a person who is very perfectionistic or very judgmental I just want you to turn that around and look at it as it's coming into you how it's affecting you and your person your soul your psyche 
what that perspective does is create a feeling of pervasive need, like not enoughness, not enough unless I do X, Y, Z, not enough unless I've attained blank. Like it's a chasing position in life. And it, it kind of relies on something external. And it's something that we do not innately know about who we are. It's like we're constantly trying to find something to create that sense in ourselves versus just already knowing it. So to remove our own limits, to remove the fear, to remove the elements of us that are trapped in our bodies that fear being wrong, that cannot extend beyond what is correct and normal and good enough, quote unquote, that is what this process is in service of. To be more self-assured, more open, and more whole, just confident all the time. So with that goal in mind, here are some tools. But before I go into the tools, first, a message from our sponsors. And if you enjoy this show, please support our sponsors. It helps the show immensely. All right, the first tool is called Judge Judgy. And this is my play on Judge Judy, which is totally arbitrary, but she is someone I used to judge and look down on for some reason. And now I have come around to a great level of respect for her, for her work ethic and what she has attained in her life and what she has created for herself. So I just wanted to use that as an example. The next tiny, flitting, judgy thought that comes into your mind even if it seems small and insignificant, just think of it like it leaves a residue on your body and your person because it creates a gro- like a groove in the world that like energetic world that leans toward lack or constriction. So I just want you to notice it, like scrub for it through the rest of your day. And this is how we start to become intentional about who we are. So if you haven't grown out of your judgy thoughts or comments, like we can start to work on them one by one and just train ourselves to notice how they affect us. Because just in terms of like us in our body, they, these feelings are reductive, like they are small and they tell us secretly, don't be weird, don't put yourself out there, don't do anything anyone else doesn't do, you don't deserve to, like who do you think you are? Like these thoughts train us to be critics. Critics are crippled in the creative freedom and expression area because they are energetically in a mindset of not good enough. And that is counter to the energy of I am good because I am and I have something to say that is valid because I think and I feel. So the next thought that comes about that is judgy or small in in energy, just take note and call it out. So we can just watch for it together right now because they will be super small, you know? It's just this as an example from this morning. My Peloton teacher was dancing and my ingrained response was, she's not good at that. She's offbeat. I am embarrassed for her. She shouldn't do that. And I stopped there and examined that object. So the turnaround on that is, oh, that is energy that's coming at me like I'm saying that to me 
So when it's now coming at me, I, I can respond to that and say like, no, I want to be able to dance freely without judgment. I do not want to be judged. I want to be able to be worthy in whatever expression I have. And that that is my truest intent. So once I can see that, I can change my thought now that I know it's targeted at me. And I can, I can respond to it and, and alter it. And I can say, no, I think I am valid enough and special enough to dance how I want. I want to be me and no one else. I want to be free. I don't want to be telling myself not to try things or express myself. So then once I've kind of solved through that, I can appreciate my teacher's dance. Now I can see I'm celebrating her. I can say, good for you that you are self-accepting. And you are in your body. That is awesome. I celebrate you. And then I can genuinely feel a sense of awe and respect for that person. But it takes me really feeling how that feels. Feeling how that judgment feels to me. So that's the first tool. Second tool is called energy is animation. Just a heads up, I'm going to mention death briefly. But I don't think in a bad way. But if you have recently lost someone, maybe just mute for a minute or two. So I don't know if you've ever seen someone who has just died, but it is a very striking thing because you can see their body minus the, the spirit and energy of a person inside it. And it's, it's totally different. They look totally different. It's like almost like they become... I know this sounds oversimplified, but an inanimate object or like a wax dummy in that there's nothing special about them anymore. It's very strange. And just like that, hotness or being attractive or being engaging and chanting, that also is all just the energy inside the person. And and I just want you to be aware of that because you have so much control or there's so much you can do with that just in how you embody your own energy. Like, for example, um, I want you to think about vintage Madonna. I'm dating myself when I say this, but like vintage, like Madonna circa 1990, let's say. On you know, if you just examine her as an individual person, minus being Madonna, super normal looking person. But now you add the energy of the person who is Madonna, and she is a powerhouse of sexuality, beauty, just enchantment of all kinds. Like she's a totally different being because of who she is. And the same goes for you. So let us all aim toward the energy of celebration, the celebration of us, a celebration and embodiment of our own beauty, our own humanity. Like what a glorious and beautiful energy that is. Like we become like a beam of light and we really need to embody that. And, and it all starts with an intention to, to be truly unadulterated selves, like to be open, to exude an attractive energy and I have a, a part two to this tool, which I'm calling the scientific method of playing dress up. <laughs> but this is advice that I give to any any of you who are dating right now. I, this is advice I give to, to clients and friends who are dating. 
but it's a way to really build upon your own energy. And I think one way to do that is just try altering one thing at a time and it, about your person, your life, and see how it affects and tunes your energy. Because openness is a feeling of safety and confidence. Like when we are open and receptive, it's because we feel safe and confident. And when we are resistant and uh, kind of hidden, it's because we have a sense of low self-worth. We don't feel safe in our bodies, in who we are. So when we can change our, our embodiment of our energy by pushing our, I guess, our container in some direction, our own personal sense of opulence, I don't know if that makes sense, then we can, we can fine tune this energy. We can take on external energy just via visual feedback to ourselves. I think a lot of us are resistant to feeling, you know, luxurious. It's like some part of us feels like critical of it, like we don't deserve it, but also that it's, there's something bad about it. Or if we have like an upbringing that kind of reflects a feeling of lack or scarcity. So sometimes to evolve ourselves in the right direction, we need to just experiment. We need to try, like do these little tests where we try on the external identifiers or outfits of others and just see how that makes us feel. So for example, like weird little random things, having your nails done, how does that feel? Having uh, an outfit that emulates another person that you admire. How does that feel? How does that change your energy? Um, trying on a trend that is that identifies with some other group that you think of as successful. Like when you adopt it like a costume, how does that make you feel? How does it change how you present to the world? And try and push yourself to go in a different direction that is really in the, I guess, sending the right signals to other people. Because I think especially if we are a little hopeless, we're, especially if you've been dating for a really long time, we can get into a kind of stagnant, already disappointed energy. And so we really have to like think about, am I embodying that celebration of self and if not what's something I can do to experiment with tuning that energy I think a lot of the time it's also like really living to the fullest for yourself so if you can do something that gives you kind of a a burst of new energy that also helps a lot and I personally am a person that gets so practical and in instead in my routine that I have to really force myself to do those types of practices like I'm not the person that's going to be like, let's all go on a cruise, like for fun, like in the harbor. Let's just go rent a boat. Like I'm like, no, we don't really need to do that. So I need to be like, I need to force myself to do frivolous things. I got on a tangent, but hopefully that tool made sense. All right. The next one is called turnaround. So this is kind of what I've already talked about, but the moment you hate on someone or something, and you have that little chatter that's narrating why they're not good enough, immediately in that moment, do the turnaround and look at that reaction and study it from all angles like an object. And usually we can see immediately, oh, I'm, I'm judging that person because I'm afraid of doing that. And when we are in that fear judgment state, 
we catalyze negative outcomes in our in ourselves and in our lives. So for myself, my goal is to be open and not judgmental. So the first thing I can do is step back and have compassion for myself and say, oh, that reaction is coming from a self who feels like I'm not enough or I need to fight to be respected or some sort of lack perspective. And usually that perspective is old. It's something that is from, for me specifically, probably age 15 when I did a lot of fucked up shit to a lot of people I care about. And that baggage is so in my body that I'm, I feel like that person in my reactive state very often. So when I can see like, ah, that's like 15 year old Sarah that's coming up. Then I can say like, no, 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 I'm not that person anymore. Whatever, you know, primitive lack perspective person comes up for you, recognize them, pause in the moment and remind yourself that is not true for me energetically anymore. I know my value. I know I am enough. How can I reapproach this from a place of confidence and wholeness? Like just remind yourself to come from a place of wholeness. And I will caveat that like if you are a person who is being discriminated against, maybe, you know, if it's if it's an issue of sexism, racism, ageism, ableism, discrimination of any kind, there is a real power differential that needs to be addressed and there is real discrimination that needs to be addressed but the process of dealing with that fact outside of the feeling you know outside of the feeling of a compromised state it allows you to approach it from the most empowering place like it opens up all of your options if you can elevate yourself outside of it so this is really about getting out from under the foot of a feeling, so to speak, and standing up just so you can see everything. When, you, when we feel whole and safe in ourselves, we can see way more information in any situation. All right. The next tool, somewhat related, but more so for um, people who are in situations or relationships where you end up feeling guilty or on eggshells, this tool is called trigger step backs. So this is for being intentional with how we co-create reality in our relationships. So if you are a person who gets in that state of, oh, I fucked up and oh, that person's mad, like the mind reading where you're like, they're thinking this, they're so mad, now they're going to feel this. It's I'm speaking to all the codependents out there. Instead of trying to correct that energy, like in the moment you're in it, and you're in that fear state where you can't stop reading somebody, instead of trying to talk yourself out of that feeling, you can think of it like a release. You can release an investment in that energy. Because I think a lot of the time what we try and do is tell ourselves, don't feel that, don't feel that. Calm down, don't do that. And instead, we can just release our hold, like release the attachment and instead think of it like it's for you. It's not at you, it's for you. I'm letting go of, of an attachment to this energy in my body. <sighs> like physically picture your, your muscles letting go of it. And the next thing I do after that, this is the tool I give all the time, is the tool is called expect the opposite. In that moment, you can just state an intention that reminds you to stay open-minded. Maybe I don't have to worry at all. 
That's it. Our goal is just to step back from the thought and see that thought as just, it's, it's its own separate object. It's a thing that has occurred in my body and I can separate from it and I can remain in a state of non-judgment. So when we can just get into the, the state of non-judgment, it changes outcomes. It allows us to just, I guess, recover more quickly and not also become intertwined energetically with battling that thing, if that makes sense. Because our goal is really just to relax. It's just to step back. And something we can disengage from and remain in the state of non-judgment, that I know for myself, I have a ton of really intense nervous system wiring that hijacks me in a lot of situations that to other people would be totally normal. But this tool really helps me not instigate those webs of new complex negative interactions as a result of that. So it's just like I can forget that feeling more quickly. I hope that all made sense. All right, next tool. It's not personal. It just is. So this is how we can move quickly through possible conflicts or feelings of pain if we have disappointed someone or someone is having their own issues that they're moving through. Just remember, it is an absolutely not personal. It's just something that's happening. It's also not bad. It's just something that's happening. Most often, other people are just not reading your narratives at all. They're they're only invested in their own story. So many people do not have bandwidth to see the agendas, feelings, or perspectives of others and just assume that it's not personal always. Assume that first and then strive to see the other person as just a separate ecosystem. Like they're they're in their own little snow globe with thoughts swirling around them and just know that there are so many people struggling to get their shit together, to find work, to hustle, to take care of kids and elders, to finish all their work, to do blah, 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 blah. They have a million other things on their mind that prevent them from seeing your feelings. So it's not personal. It's just their shit. All right. The next tool, what energy do you present with? I've kind of touched on this with the dating one, but just think of you know, if you bounce a ball, like one of those tiny bouncy balls on a hard wall, or you bounce that ball or you just throw it at water, like there, there are so many different responses you get based on how you are presenting. Like a, it controls so, it dictates so much of an outcome, just your personal energy and what you are presenting with when it comes to ent- any interaction. And that is just something to be aware of because it doesn't seem like it, but others feel it so strongly. We are reading so much information non-verbally and also just through all the different tiny cues that are being presented. All of these things um, affect how we are received and also the actual creation of reality just it catalyzes so many things it creates the story just the the thing we bring the half of the equation that we bring creates so much of the future story all right next tool context hack um i don't know if anyone is a media studies major out there but uh marshall McLuhan, the medium is the message it is all about the medium 
of something, of a communication being a powerful communication in itself. And that is, you know, how we receive information creates the information. Like that is why casting is so incredibly important. We are receiving information about what is culturally correct because something has been put on an important stage. So all of that said to introduce the idea that the same goes for any human or random interaction you may have in your life. Like when you experience that individual, you are interpreting the context by which they have arrived in your life as a means to decode all of this, all anything about them, like whether or not they are valid in your eyes, whether or not they're good or bad, or you are better, or all of these like tiny things are being calculated in your mind. And those calculations are rapid and complex, but they are also oversimplified. So this is, I just wanted to allow you to recognize that that process is taking place and, and know like that is a fallible process. Like know that we are all constantly weighing things, people's validity, how important we think they are. And a lot of what is unconscious is we are deciding how we will treat them based on that information. So I be, I've become very aware of this in myself and I have tried very hard to counter it and instead choose to treat people based on a conscious decision, like how I think they should be treated. So this is just a kind of bringing it to mind type of tool because everybody deserves respect and we shouldn't really think we know somebody before we actually do know somebody. It's just, it's one of those things that happens so quickly and so without our awareness. And when we can do that step back in that moment, we often are able to see them completely anew it's like a this might be for a lot of people out there like a total like no duh I do that already kind of tool I just had to put it in here in case in case it makes it more top of mind for anyone out there all right the next tool is a uh, reminder for people who get kind of wounded in like anything that hurts your ego and then you get into that kind of non-stop rumination state. So this tool is called like energy. So this is just a reminder, a kind and loving energy is kind and loving toward other people. A hurt and lack filled energy is hurtful and low in confidence. And whenever a person wounds you, it's, it's never about you. And this is just to give you a sense of relief and non-attachment in any experience of suffering that is caused by another person. Like if you feel disparaged somehow, because I think we can get stuck in that threatened state where we're constantly taking apart a situation and trying to figure out how we can recover, trying to figure out how we can get validation from another person. And I think the best thing we can do is remind ourselves to rise above it. But yes, if someone has deliberately hurt you, we absolutely first need to process and mourn and feel sad and feel our feelings around it. But past that, it's just, I always remind myself, like, I think all people were like mycelium, like we're a network of fungi and we are all very clearly connected. 
And so this other person, if they have hurt me, it's like, it's almost like they are a part of my body. That other person, all other people, they're almost like a part of my body. And therefore, it's like, it's almost like a part of me. It's a person, another part of me has hurt me. So if I, if I can think of it that way, I can see, oh, this part of my body is hurt and damaged. That's why they're malfunctioning in this way. And it allows me to energetically remember that it's not at me at all. It's just, it gives me a sense of relief and non-attachment. Because then I can see how I have felt similar in some part of my life or I can identify with that person in a different way. So if you feel personally diminished by the words or actions of another, move through the initial response, mourn it, process it, and then immediately just feel sad for them. Feel mourn for them in their suffering and in their hurtness. And we really just have to step back and witness the pain that they are in as something that belongs to them. It is, I do think of us all as very connected and therefore anything I would do to somebody else would really just be hurting the whole network, (laughs) you know? So I'm like, I'm never gonna do something bad to somebody because that'll just really hurt all of us. But when I can see them as suffering, I'm like, oh, I feel so sad for them. Like they are, are so troubled. I can relate to them in being troubled. Hope that all made sense. Next tool, what are the things that leave a mark? This is just to really be aware of yourself and the things that get to you and the things that kind of get you into the state of acting as your lowest self. For me, it's when I feel slighted or wounded or I feel like I've been taken advantage of. And also when I feel I've hurt someone else or did I, that I did not act with respect for others or that I came from pettiness or immaturity. So these are all things that trigger me into kind of loops of desperation, I would, I would say, when I start to act like my teenage self. And whenever that self comes out, I can notice it now. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm feeling, I, I'm acting as if, I don't feel enough. I'm acting from a position of threat. And as soon as we get into that lack threat self, we will only continue to hurt ourselves by acting as a self that is less than someone we respect. That is when we start to regret our actions. So this is just really a reminder to pause and recognize that that self has been triggered and come back to like I often just tell myself like I am complete and I know my worth like I I am whole I am self-loving I just have to remember to rise above it because that self will act from such a rational neediness you know so if you start to notice yourself acting petty it's like a familiar child who's visiting your life and you can say like whoa what brought you brought you back here it's okay You are enough. Just gentle words of recognition are key. So those are my tools. Before I close, I want to thank my latest sponsors. I have so many new sponsors. So exciting. Twyla, thank you so very much. And Thomas, thank you so very much. And a new monthly sponsor, Brooke. And Kimberly. And a new Patreon sponsor, Mary. Thank you all so very much. Anyone else 
who has the means. If you appreciate the show, donations help immensely. You can head to yaywithme.com or find me on Patreon. And if not, no worries. I get it. If you could leave a review on iTunes, that's also much appreciated. And in closing, I would say this is kind of like approaching your life with a self-protective, self-elevating secret because it makes other people attracted and also curious. Like, huh, what is that? The energy of self-acceptance and self-love is joyful. It's calming. It's like fresh air. It's inviting. It feels like safety to other people. So I just want you to call to mind someone who you know who is like this and just visit that energy of what they were like. It's so relaxing and nice to be around. And conversely, you know, the energy of someone who is critical or has something to prove that energy is stressful, it's exhausting, it's repellent. So just this is really to remind you to respect the world and the environment that you co-create. Because when we can do that, we also witness a totally different reality. Because our energy and what we bring to our life creates our experience. It creates the world we get the pleasure of living in. So I invite you to use this as a lens as you move through your day and just see how it feels. See how it changes your expectations, you know? I, I When I do this, I notice that I'm expecting a certain thing to happen that's not good and then it just vanishes. It's like it opens up all these bonus levels and it's such a subtle tweak, such a subtle move toward I appreciate you or I feel for you or... I see you are suffering and I send you love and I am whole and full of magic and love. Like all of these things are so subtle. They're just little intentions that live inside of us, but they have great power. They create just echoes out into our lives. So I hope you enjoy this and I send you so much love and don't forget to smile. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.